0: Okay. But since it was only two hours away i just packed up my stuff went down there and basically showed up for work you know with them not even expecting me there um at the time i was just sitting there and then uh cory lewandowski who was the campaign manager um at the time sees me there and he points at me and does a, like a come here move with his finger
1: that was Gene Ho, celebrity photographer extraordinaire, and this is The Startup Show. Welcome back, everybody. Feels good to be back. I'm your host, Adam Vasquez. It's been a little while, and, uh, and obviously we've been resetting and rebuilding some things internally that we are very excited to share with you shortly, but... It's been a great break, and thank you. Uh, thank you to everybody who reached out and said some very nice things while we were away for a few weeks. Um, a lot of people asking when we'd be back, several inquiries asking uh, when the content was going to get rolling, and that obviously makes us feel very good to be missed. Uh, so we're back, and we're excited to be back with some regular scheduled content here over these next few months. On today's show, as I said, we've got Gene Ho, who was the photographer for President Donald Trump, now President Donald Trump, uh, during his 2016 electoral campaign. Now, obviously, I'm sure many of you have polarized feelings towards the president, whether for or against, uh, but I think you can still appreciate today's story either way uh, especially with some of the stories that Gene shares and, um, and and the way that he was able to essentially, you heard a little taste there, but sneak into, uh, certain events. And, and I'm not going to steal his thunder, but I mean, it's just an incredible story how he was able to even get this job. In addition, he, uh, told us about how he's acquired some pretty amazing clients like Kevin Costner, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Darius Rucker. Um, and, uh, and of course, the president himself smuggling his way into an event uh, to shoot photos of the president. It's a legendary story, and I'm excited to share it with you. I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, before we dive in, let me fill you in on a little bit on what we've been doing. So uh, many of you know Stratfire Media is our main business. We help industrial, manufacturing, and distribution B2B companies grow awareness and sales, primarily through their digital content. And uh, oftentimes this looks like building websites, landing pages, email marketing, social video content, obviously building podcasts. And and we do that regularly for uh, all kinds of different companies. But what you may not know about is that we also have a 1000% free email list. It's entirely free where we provide digital educational material, educational material around digital content and advice on how to grow your career brand and business via digital content. So recently we launched a five day course, for example, on how to drive sales using a podcast and every day for five days, we walked you through the different steps, how to set it up, what equipment you need, what you need to be thinking about creatively. What are you going to talk about? How are you going to interview? Um, And uh, and gave that away entirely for free to folks who are subscribed to our email. In addition to that, we send out a four things every Friday email uh, to provide trends and topics and tactics, trends, topics and tactics, amen, that you can use to grow your band brand and your business and your business. Excuse me. Uh, A little out of practice here. And so that's completely free. That's something that if you are in marketing, if you aspire to be a marketer, if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, want to grow uh, in your career, that's something that you should absolutely be subscribed to. It's completely free, and it's uh, it's it's based pretty heavily on my career that I've been blessed to have, um, working with brands like The North Face, L'Oreal, Stain Masters, All. When I was working at VaynerMedia, I learned a lot, obviously. So um, all those lessons compiled into uh, from my brain and, and given away completely free to you. It's worth a ton of money, and you're getting it for free. You're welcome. Go sign up. You can go to www.thestartupshow.us and enter your email on the sidebar and uh, start getting those emails right away. We'll make sure to get you plugged in and rolling. All right, enough about that. Let's dive into the show with Gene Ho, poet poet I didn't even know it. So grab your popcorn and enjoy this conversation and these stories with Gene Ho of Gene Ho Photography. All right, we've got Gene Ho here on the Startup Show. Thanks for joining us, Gene. Thank you, thank you, Adam. So, so very excited to uh, to have you on the show. This has got to be one of our most unique episodes. And when uh, when Derek, <laughs> we call him D Money, when his friend reached out and said, "I can get you with a a, a special guest," um, and Eugene, we were we were super super excited. So appreciate you uh, taking the time to join us.
0: Well. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me, really. It's, uh, it's uh, my pleasure.
1: Yeah, so I gave the audience a quick uh, background, in, in my words, as to who you are and kind of what you've done, but um, we'd love to hear just from you. Uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and, and your career to this point.
0: Well, um, the easiest way to describe me is I'm a photographer, and I have been a photographer now uh, professionally for about 27, 28 years. So my studio just had its 25th anniversary, which I'm very excited about, but it's been uh, a long, long career for me here with photography.
1: Sure. Awesome. So, and, and, uh, when you say photography, you truly are kind of across the gamut, right? You've got, you've got wedding stuff going on. You, you shoot, we'll get into a little bit more, but you shoot some celebrity, uh, things and then you've got photographers kind of throughout the country working for you as well. Is that, is that accurate?
0: Yes, that is uh, correct. Basically, I built a, a business, a photography business from the ground up. So uh, it started out um, in the spare bedroom of my, uh, my apartment and working out of my house, uh, my little home, and it just expanded from there. So it just continually over the years uh, kept building up and building up and uh, it just grew it basically from the ground up.
1: Wow. Right. And I know, obviously, uh, I I gave the listeners a little sneak preview that, you know, you you are the you were the uh, the personal photographer for now the president during his campaign. But prior to that, you've had like a a crazy client list. I was going through your website earlier and, um, you know, Darius Rucker, Kevin Costner, maybe even bigger than the president, Dale Jr., you know, in the south. So the the, some huge, huge celebrity
0: over the years. Uh, you know what one of the things you could do and, and people in business will understand that um, good clientele attracts more good clientele so if you want to grow uh, your business or whatever you're doing the same people that you are servicing is the same people that you will attract so it just, its just is this a matter of that and you can see it over the years um, I look back and some of the 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 clients that have had the who's who on it is just it's some of it's pretty insane. It's, it's incredible, but the the point is, if you, uh, I I said it this way that if you're you're fishing for something, you have to use the same bait of what it is that you're looking to catch. Mm. So it depends on what it is. Some some clients, um, some people that start start off in business, they uh, they don't even know who it is that they want to to service, and I figured that out pretty early, and it's usually. Uh, the clients that I have, they've been wonderful, but um, th- these, uh, these clients attract like-minded clients. Mm-hmm. And that goes for everything, uh, even for the uh, wedding industry. Um, my business is, I'm a, primarily a wedding photographer, but over the years, I, I've been able to attract some of the uh, top clientele um, in the wedding industry, basically by the other ones that I've worked, you know, that I service.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, that's such a great line. I love what you just said there, that the, the same people you're servicing are the ones that you will attract. I think oftentimes for people like me, other folks who are starting businesses and growing businesses, sometimes it's, it's easy to get in the reverse mindset, right? Of like, well, let me do whatever right. I can to, to get a client and to pay the bills. And then, yeah, I'll go after those bigger clients, um, in the future. But you're, you're saying kind of, uh, behaving in such a way that attracts those target clients now or, you know, in the present is, is what right. kind of and, pays that forward.
0: And it does it doesn't even have to be, uh, this is talking about photography, but it doesn't have to be, uh, with, uh, it doesn't have to be with photography. It could be with almost any business. Right. You know, I'll give you a good example of how that works. I mean, I live in a, um, I live in a nice community, um, is modest, but at the same time, it's a nice community and sure. it's gated. And there's a lot of people that want to service in the service industry, the people in my neighborhood. Um, but it's, it's interesting that the ones that do well in it uh, go in there and then they promote themselves to the people um, as my neighbors. And my neighbor's like, oh, wow, you know what? So-and-so is using this person for a roofing or so-and-so is using this person. I think I might try, try them too. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed is over the years that a lot of these businesses that are successful in my neighborhood, they uh, they find clients here and then they take good care of the clients in my neighborhood. And it's almost like they enter into a little club where everybody in my neighborhood wants to use the same vendors. It's crazy. It's, I think it's part human nature, but once we as business persons uh, understand this, then we can know who we are able to attract. Um, like, again, the saying is, that whatever, whatever you're fishing for, you have to use the proper bait for it. So yeah. you can't say that you want to have this clientele here, but you're not fishing with the right type of bait that right. will attract those type of people.
1: Right. I love that. That's, that's very helpful. Cause oftentimes I, me myself, I'm probably out there with, uh, worms looking, you know, fishing for like little tiny, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need some, I need some shark bait on there or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Whatever you're looking for. So yeah. speaking
1: of your neighborhood, I think this is such an interesting part of your, your story. Um, with the, with the client list that you have, like the actors and the musicians and uh, politicians, you'd think that you're, you'd be based in, you know, LA or New York, really, uh, maybe DC. Right. You're, you're living at the beach in Myrtle beach, which I love. Yeah. So how Um, have you been able to do that?
0: May may I also say population, I believe close to population, 40,000 people in Myrtle (laughs) beach. Um, that is, it, yes, we have millions of visitors a year, but Myrtle Beach, which is my home which I love, uh only has a population of less than 50,000 people. Right. So it's it and is a small small place.
1: And it's not now, like we're talking about small... it's not like we're talking about I love Myrtle Beach as well a lot, but it's not like we're talking about like uh, you know, uh, Orange County in California or something. Like it's not it's not the uh, Hamptons, you know what I mean? Like so Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Uh,
0: Um, You know, I guess the question is how does like basically a small town a Southern boy, uh, if you want to say that like me, attract all these um, big name clientele. Um, The, the the main point is this, uh, the main point is this, you know, um, every time I do a a job and I post something possibly on Facebook or whatever, I just give mad props to this city that I love. I love Myrtle Beach so much. And it's, I mean, it's, Myrtle Beach is like a thing for me, and what ends up happening, I think, is that the people that live in my town uh, have a sense of pride of living here because they see me doing some stuff like this all over the country, mm-hmm. um, taking pictures of the president of the United States. I mean, they see me, and then they have a sense of pride, and then people in the town will start to talk about the photographer who's doing this and that, and word gets around. I mean, it's still about uh, it's still about word of mouth. I mean to be honest, and we'll talk about it later, but this new book I have has been doing really well. And I I haven't dropped a dime on advertising mm. and not to say that advertising is bad because I have over the years used almost every form of advertising, including billboards and other things, but overall nothing really beats word of mouth and having people talk about it. And part of it is the excitement uh, that, you know, the little, the small town boy like me has, has, uh, you know, done well all over the world. And it gives, people that live here sense of pride and um it sure. makes for a wonderful synergy so to speak
1: no absolutely i mean we we are in uh, chattanooga tennessee which have you been out here by any chance have you have you made it out here yet you know
0: what i, I passed, passed by it i passed by but i gotta i gotta spend some more time to visit yeah and yeah you gotta let us know um
1: and i think you know, we, we've experienced a similar, not to, not to nearly the, the success level that you have, but a similar, um, effect or experience. We've also only been doing this for a year, year and a half. You've been at it for 25 years. And I think that just speaks to the consistency and persistence. And when, like you said, when you give folks something to be proud of, um, they're going to become your yeah. biggest advocates and your biggest fans. And, uh, so that's really, uh, I, I love that story for anyone who, like us is is hustling and trying to do something uh, interesting in a in a non traditional place. I think the New York and the L.A. and and Chicago right. or wherever is is normally where this kind of stuff happens. That's uh, that's awesome.
0: One uh one of the uh, best things that happened in my career was uh when the uh, the mayor of our of our city, mayor of Muddle Beach, um, actually told people that uh, they call me. Uh, basically the Myrtle Beach's favorite son and I've mm. always as I progressed in, in this I've always given my respect back to the city which has really honestly loved me mm. and uh, the way I describe it is the more I, I pump up Myrtle Beach the more Myrtle Beach pumps up me and then it, we've, we've actually grown together so I love this city I, I love it with all my heart
1: that's awesome that's awesome. Okay. So you've built this business, uh, you know, you've been able to, to, to bait the fish that you wanted to be working with and to express your creativity that way. And then at some point you connected with, with Donald Trump. Tell us a little bit about this. Was this, um, prior to him becoming a candidate or, or yeah. as he was? Yeah. Getting, yeah.
0: Yes. Um, yeah. As a, as a note, I was his campaign photographer from the earliest time, so maybe three or four months before he actually officially ran for president, mm-hmm. and I worked until the very last day, just before the election. Wow. So I've been with him a long time, but the question is, how in the world did I end up in that position? Mm-hmm. Well, by um, chance luck, or however you like to say it, The uh, in Myrtle Beach, there is a famous um, convention that they have here. It's called the, I don't know the exact name for it, but it's the, is the South Carolina Tea Party Convention. And when they they usually have some of the biggest names uh, there speaking. I think the first year there was uh, Ted Cruz was there, uh, Ben Carson was there, and it just happened to be that Donald Trump was there. i never met him before, Mm -hmm. but um, basically the Tea Party had me do the photography for the event, so I took pictures of everything going on. Me, being a fan of of, uh, Donald Trump, I took pictures of him primarily, of course, also for the the Tea Party, but for everything else. Mm -hmm. And I actually, um, because I was a fan of his, I actually um, did the research and found out who to send it to uh, back in New York to his organization. And I took some pictures, I took of them, sent it to Trump and didn't hear anything for a while. But then lo and behold, I get a handwritten note from Donald Trump himself saying, Gene. Thank you for these pictures. These pictures are great. Wow! And uh, that actual signed, you know, handwritten signature that he signed to me. I took a picture of it and I put it in my book. But that's how that's how it all started. I guess if there's a lesson for us as business persons is, you know, don't sit there and wait for the call. I mean, if you want something, which I did, I, I was a big fan of Donald Trump. I took the at least took the initiative to find out, hey, who is it that I need to send this to? And we'll actually give it to, uh, Mr. Trump. And, you know, I did it. And so it's just a matter of the gumption to, Hey, don't ever think that anything is too small for you. But if you're a business and you want a certain client, you know, maybe you just go and and get it. Just just ask them. I love that. So it's interesting. That's, That's how it all worked out.
1: Yeah. That's, that's incredible. So completely unsolicited you send these photos and, uh, and so what, what happened? He sends you this note and, um, you know, cause I, I think probably, first of all, that's, you know, obviously very courageous, super, uh, uh, what's that word? You, you know, you, you had a lot of, um, proactive thinking in order to, to do that. And we talk about that all the time on the show of adding value prior to making a request or making an ask, but then it's still, there's a gap between that and him sending you a handwritten note <laughs> and you becoming his personal oh. photographer, you know? <laughs>
0: This is, okay, uh, this is, um, for your listeners, this is probably uh, one of the most important lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that old saying that uh, if you want a job, you dress for that job? Sure. Well, I mean, it's the same thing for a- everything else. If you want a job, do the job. And this, I'll tell you the story because I actually forgot about it. I did write about it in the book, but I, I forgot about it until now. He came back to uh, Myrtle Beach for another event, and his campaign asked me to do the pictures for the first day, not the second day. Okay. So the first day, I did all the pictures uh, for them just like I was assigned. The next day, he, so he flew, flew into Myrtle Beach. Then he flew back to New York, rested one day. And then the uh, next day, he flew to Charleston, South Carolina, which is about two hours from me. Mm-hmm. Um, now, remember, I was assigned to the first job, but I was not assigned to the second one. Okay. But since it was only two hours away, I just packed up my stuff, went down there, and basically showed up for work <laughs> you know, with them not even expecting me there. Um, at the time, I was just sitting there, and then uh, Corey Lewandowski, who was the campaign manager um, at the time, sees me there. And he points at me and does the like a come here move with his finger. Yeah, I'm like, oh geez, okay, like what, okay, (laughs) what are you doing here? Get out of here. (laughs) I was scared to death because I mean, uh, he's a nice guy later on. I came to know him, but according to Lundowski, like he used to scare scare the lights out of me because like (laughs) he's just quiet, you never know what he's thinking. So he points at me and he does a come here thing. I was like, oh geez, and so he goes, he comes, I go there and he goes, okay. I want you to be at the next event at the DoubleTree, Tree and because he had two or three events that day, he goes, I want you down there at the DoubleTree. I guess like, yes, so. And then so uh, basically, I just showed up for work, I guess <laughs> if you could say it. And then <laughs> so he asked me to do the second event. You know, he saw me. He goes, I don't need you here. I need you down there. And then after that, it's uh, you know that was the uh, I guess the lag time between yeah. the first time and then so they did have me, and then I just showed up on the, the next day. And then from there, then they started calling me up and everything was good. But that was scary. I mean, you want to talk about, here's another tip for your um, listeners. If you ever want to do anything in life, that's great. Don't be afraid to feel stupid because mm-hmm. I am not joking. You, I felt, it felt like the dumbest thing in the world to get dressed up, put on a suit, travel two hours to some place that I'm not even supposed to be there and just sit around there and work like I'm supposed to be working. Mm-hmm. And, I, but I did it. I was there. The you know, supposedly for the first, definitely for the first day, and then the second day. I just said I'm going to show up, and uh, and then that's that's history
1: from there. I mean, what it's, it's in the world? But... Okay, I have so <laughs> I have so many <laughs> questions. This is this is a fast. I did. I wish I would have known this. We would have started off the whole thing. This is awesome. I,
0: well, I, I I forgot I forgot all about that. But yeah, you you asked, I mean, you asked a good question. It's Like I didn't think about. It. I I did write it in the book. Because I, I remember that because I, I felt really stupid I really sure. I really felt stupid doing it, and um, you know I also tied it in because I don't know exactly what trump was 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 doing, but those early days with Trump he was doing um, he was doing meetings with maybe fifty people in the room 75 people in the room mm-hmm, he was right. taking his jet plane from uh, New York, traveling all the way down to South Carolina traveling back. who knows how much in gas he spent just to do that to talk to maybe like Seriously, maybe like 150 people. Right, So right. I don't know, maybe he felt a little stupid as well, but I know I did. I mean, like the first day I was definitely, you know, supposed to be there and I felt great, but that second day, two days later, I, I felt like, a, I felt stupid walking in there, you know, Yeah. with a, with a you know, a, a jacket and my camera and like start taking pictures.
1: Okay, Weird. But, so when you walk but in anyway, there, that's how I want. by the way, can't wait for the movie, you know, Gene Ho, International (laughs) photographer, international spy photographer, something to come out because this feels like this feels like that's going to happen here. But I I forgot,
0: I totally forgot about, I totally forgot about that story. I mean, I wrote about it a long time ago, but yeah, it's pretty. uh, No, it's it's a great story. So,
1: so let me ask you: when you pull up here, you don't have credentials, right? I mean, you weren't even supposed to be there. So, no, no, that's
0: no. Wait, that's the whole point about that. That's the whole point about when we when I first started, the credentials was. Um, Trump and his one bodyguard, uh, Keith Sh- uh, Schiller, uh, with who, who became famous later on as, as his, his bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just it was just Trump and Keith, and then like maybe two one or two other people. You, this oh, was before I see. the days of Secret Service, this was this was so small.
1: Right, right, right.
0: So all I had to do is just show up. Yeah, later on, y- there's like Secret Service, and there's like all 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 people around. But the security guard was the guy I met the day before. Yeah. So it was it was no problem for me.
1: So so this is before <laughs> press credentials were needed. Even this is just this is right, just right. Exactly. Yeah.
0: It, was, it, it was a free for all back then. It was, it was just so normal. Man, that's that's such a it.
1: great story. I mean, that shows so much of the the grit and the um, you know, like you said, there's no guarantee at all that you would be able to even get in, let alone for it to to turn into anything for you. It was just a matter of, uh, (laughs) going with your gut and and doing that. I love, that's a great, great story. Uh, thanks for, (laughs) thank you for sharing that.
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: So let me ask you probably the question that most people are, are wondering, I know you dive into this in the book a little bit, but what is he like, you know, you hear all the stories, Fox news, CNN, it's a little bit much at this point for everybody probably. Um, you know, what was your, what was your experience?
0: Um, what I've, I've always been a fan of his, um, you know, bought his books, um, you know, watched all the things that he's been involved in. So the first thing that I think about, um, and this is even when he was just uh, Donald Trump a celebrity, mm-hmm. the first thing I thought about was I like, man, this guy probably going to be a jerk. I mean, and I, I've met some people, uh, some celebrities that I thought was the greatest person in the world. And then you meet them in real life. And I'm like, wow, that guy's a, mm-hmm. pretty much a jerk. But I thought the opposite. I really thought that Trump would be, before I met him, that he would be, like, arrogant or a jerk. He is, he is, the, he is one of the nicest guys, I mean, nicest guys I have ever met. Mm-hmm. He is totally disarming. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure, and I didn't mention this so much in the book, but I'm not sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if he, like, that's his thing. He, he wins people over when you meet him, and I think that's, I think that's how he does it, because mm-hmm. people have this perceived notion of, of how he is. And then you meet him and it's like, wow, this guy is really, really nice. Sure. And I, and it's, I've been trying to tell people for the longest time and everyone that I think that's why uh, there's been so much support for him. Um, and uh, for this book is that the people that really actually met him will know this and say, yep, that's how he really is. I, I wouldn't have never imagined it, but he is, he is extremely, extremely nice, extremely uh, very, very cordial. Everything. He, he, yeah. He's a wonderful
1: person. No, I, I've we've always uh, uh, Derek and I have kind of <clears throat> hypothesized about this, and Derek works in in politics here in this area, and so we we talk often uh-huh. about how that that must be the case. You know, the persona that he and I think that a lot of folks who are publicly um, who have a public persona sometimes like to put out a brash or a uh, uh, you know corrosive or that's not the right word but kind of a, a polarizing right. persona um in order to get awareness and attention but then when you meet them uh they're completely different but i i kind of got that sense just based on the fact that he gets things done like if he were that abrasive in in private um folks probably wouldn't be willing to work with him so anyway was just was just curious right. of that as a as a side note but um yeah that's, that's I, I
0: think I think that's how he does it and you know, on the flip side of it, me and you, I'm sure we both met this, this other type of person where you meet them and then they're like, they're like publicly speaking, they're, they're admired by everybody and everyone loves them, like in the public side. But then you meet them in real life and you're like, wow, you know, actually this guy's, this guy's kind of a jerk. Right. And we see that a lot. Uh, and, and not to say that everyone is, that is nice in the public is not actually nice to everybody at home. But I mean, sometimes people will surprise you. Uh, we've seen that sometimes in the news of some of these celebrities, which we have adored over all the years, and then you come to find out many things about them, and you're like, oh, man, I wish, I don't want to believe that, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's, he's actually the opposite. He's very brash, um, but then you, you've seen, I've seen him interact. And, and the other thing about it, uh, my, from my perspective, there were times where I spent, like, hours, just around him mm-hmm. and, and the um and Trump and I never even have any conversation except for Mr. Trump he's to move over here, Mr. Trump to step over this on this side or whatever. And that's all I do. So I spent most of my time on the campaign trail actually watching him interact with people. So it's, it's almost like a case study. I mean I call myself a fly in the wall in most of these, these situations. Mm-hmm. But I'm in the background and I'm just watching. I mean, is what I saw.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think probably a lot of that comes out in the book, which, uh, which I'm excited to dig into and to, um, get to read myself. So uh, speaking of the book real quick, I know you, uh, you just released it last week. Um, tell us a little bit about it uh, right. b- before you, before you go.
0: Well, it's, uh, yeah, w- without getting too much into it. Um, it's been, uh, well received, but also it's, it's someone just, someone told me that I, uh, with one post, I lit Facebook up on fire. Because the, book, the title of the book is Trumpography, and that makes sense. And originally I was going to write a book just on pictures and so forth, mm-hmm. so Trumpography. Um, but I put the uh, tagline in it, and the tagline is Trumpography, How Biblical Principles Paved the Way to the American Presidency. Hmm. And that has caught on quite a firestorm online. Um, many people have already bought the book. Many people have already, you know spam me or whatever saying how, like, how dare you put this, the president, you know, they don't like Trump, so they're like really upset about it. But I think once people start to read it, um, I think it'll become very clear It's just like, if you have an open mind,
1: just read the book. Sure. Yeah. Well, first of all, kudos to you for, I mean, that's a great subtitle because it's going to cause hype and and interest, um, you know, as a a product name. Um, but yeah, we, looking forward to uh to diving into that and um obviously seeing your perspective as he as the the current president um you know got, got how yeah. how he got that job and the photos that you took along the way um
0: yep absolutely
1: well, Gene, thank you so much for uh for joining us and for for coming on and, and talking a little bit about your experience. <laughs> I think uh I think this was uh, very enjoyable for everybody hey, listening.
0: Now 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 you listen now you listeners have some stuff right That's to, right.
1: To, to I mean, do. I do. My hey. head's already spinning like what do I where do I need to go? I I just need to start showing up places, you know, and and uh and making it happen. In all seriousness, that's such a great uh, such a great attitude and and obviously it's worked out for you. Congratulations on all of your success, everything you. that you've you've done to this Thank point. Um, what, where can people follow you and and what do you got going on next? What should we be on the lookout for?
0: Uh well, of course uh, my my main website is hocom so it's g e n e h o.com. Uh, you can definitely find me on Facebook, but uh, as far as this book, I put a um, all the links to Amazon, where you could buy it, or um, Barnes & Noble. I've I, I made a, a domain. It's called Trumpography.com, but the Trumpography has a dash between it. So um, basically it's T-R-U-M-P, Trump, with a dash inography, mm-hmm. O-G-R-A-P-H-Y.com. And they can could, they could see more stuff about the book and then see all the
1: information there. Cool. And I'll link those things for anyone who's interested in, in looking at thank any of that stuff. Thank you very much. And, thank you. And following Gene as well. No problem. Thank you so much, Gene. Uh, enjoyed getting to talk to you a little bit, and uh, we we'll look forward to catching up with you down the road.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time.